you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Here we go. The Chris Voss Show. I thought I'd do something different today. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We so appreciate it. Maybe I should start the show out every time. Here you go. Here we go. Here we're all going. We're all going down the mountain. So uh, anyway, folks, we have an amazing gentleman on the show. He's written his uh, latest book that just came out. We're going to get into it. And motivation. We like motivation. It's motivational. Well, whichever day you're watching, because some of you are watching these videos 10 years from now. So, uh, you know, whatever day you're on and you're listening to this episode, that's the day. I want you to feel guilty, though, and remember, there's 1,400 episodes up of the Chris Foss Show. 14 wow. years we're going on this year. Uh, I was just talking about the guys who created the hosting service that were on Blueberry, and they've got me beat by four years because I was asking them, how old are some of the oldest podcasts? Because I'm feeling pretty damn old. And uh, they go, yeah, we got you beat by four years. And I'm like, well, you guys slow down so I can catch up. We're an old podcast. And we are putting out since 2020, two to three podcasts a day with the most amazing guests that you can think of. And they're brilliant. They're going to make you sexy. They're going to make you hot. You're going to glow with intelligence. You might have to order a whole new cranium off of Amazon. <laughs> but watch those uh, the productions we're putting out two to three a weekday. So that's like 10 to 15 a week. Wow. And uh, if there is anybody out there, I'm going to offer this up. If there's anybody out there who goes and listens from 1 through 1,400, I want to know who you are. And we're going to send you, I don't know, a knife set or something from the bank. <laughs> Or something. I don't know what we'll say. We'll send you a signed autograph book of the Chris Bosch. Maybe we should have you on the show and find out what's wrong with you if you did. But uh, if anybody ever wants to try doing that, there might be like a Guinness Book of World's Records category we can make for it. But go yeah. listen to all those things. But yeah, I was talking to Blueberry Hosting today and, and having some uh, uh, chat with their peeps and they were figuring out faster ways to deliver the, the 1,400 episodes. Evidently, it's a little harder to push that sort of volume out every day. Um, and so uh, we figured a way to make that work uh even better so uh make sure you watch the show but also what i'm setting up is the guilt trip for the plugs refer to your family <laughs> friends and relatives go to goodreads.com fortress chris foss uh the blog there's a blog over there too for uh, from us uh youtube and twitter linkedin tiktok you guys know the drill he is the author of an amazing new book dennis mccurdy is on the show with us today you've been heard hearing him act up in the background there <laughs> he has the uh geez i want to do this in a john wayne voice Go ahead. but the the newest book that he has we're gonna wing this one suck it up cupcake stop screwing yourself and get the life you want that's not even john wayne man i didn't even hit it close enough close, close enough. enough come close suck enough. it up but a cup i don't know if i <laughs> if i do the pilgrim you can pilgrim. i'm just not getting it if pilgrim used to be my keyword to get into john wayne suck it up cupcake 
Stop screwing yourself and get the life you want. Available July 26, 2022. We have Dennis McCurdy on the phone. And he or on the phone. He's in person. We in don't person. even have him on the phone. Wow. You know, we brought him in person live. Uh, he is a self-employed businessman since the age of 23. He understands what it takes to be successful. His company, McCurdy Group, was awarded the prestigious five-star designation in 2003. Dennis has started 10 businesses and owned millions of dollars in real estate. He's the president of Adam Beck Institute and speaks frequently about personal development and growth. His five-week workshop, Find a Way, was developed for individuals who want to invigorate their life, reach for their dreams, and learn new ways to achieve. And uh, they have attended his presentations uh, and he's practical and down-to-earth coaching guide, as we're going to find on the show. No frills, just lots of meats and potatoes. And he also served in Vietnam, so we might get a little bit of thing. Oh, and he's also a firewalking instructor. So we'll get into that. This is going to be a fun yeah. show. Welcome to the show, Dennis. How are you? Hey, man. How you doing? Good, good. I feel like we should have brought fire to the show. Well, it's hard to do it online like this. We have, you know, plus you need to have, be at night where you have the effect. Ah, uh, you gotta have that beach night. Yeah, you need thing. I'd want the sand too, because the sand could, you know, get you cooled back down if after Absolutely you walk with a fire. Wrong thing. The number one rule of fire walking: no walking on sand. Yeah. Now, is this different than the nine divorces I had? That was like a different kind of fireworking, to my understanding, or no? Well, I was talking to uh, Tom Morris. He was a, a famous author. Uh -huh. um, he used to do some of the Disney commercials, and I said, "Hey, Tom, we should come to a firewalk Tom sometime." And he says, "Dennis, he says I've been married for forty years. I've been walking on thin ice my whole Whoa. life." <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! I'd switch to fire then. Uh, yeah. Thin ice. So, so uh, welcome to the show. Uh, give us the dot coms. Where do you want people to uh, go and stalk you on the interwebs and find out more about you? If, if they want to stalk me, they can very easily stalk me at dennismccurdy dot com. There you go. Sweet and easy. There you go. So uh, you have two books. We should get a plug in here for the earlier book. Three books. Kind of the name of some of the, I think, some of the uh, seminars and motivational coaching you've been doing, right? So let's right. We have, we have three books. So what first one is Find a Way, A Guide to Getting the Most Out of Life. Mm -hmm. The second one is 52 Ways to Find a Way. And the third one is Suck It Up Cupcake, Stop Screwing Yourself and Get the Life You Want. And I'm almost done the fourth, which is The Mastermind, The True Power of Success. There you go. The Mastermind, True Power of Success. Uh, so I love the title of this book because it seems like we live in a society right now where everyone's like, uh, we call it victimhood competition. Right. Like everyone's like, no, I'm a bigger victim than you are. And you're right. like, dude, she, you know, so what? The gal at Starbucks got your latte wrong. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, she didn't put the cafe, macchino, whatever sprinkles on your thing. And now you're. Now you're having a complete uh, <laughs> embolism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what motivates your title this the way it is, uh, and uh, what's in the book? Originally, it was going to be release your break, but then mm. I thought, hey, you know what? That's nice, but suck it up. I mean, people need to suck it up. Yeah. Uh, I just recently did a post that said basically, uh, I don't know where I read this, but it was like America's like this huge, delicious chocolate cake <laughs> surrounded by hungry people too afraid to take a bite ah that's an interesting analogy you know when i first saw it i was like suck it up cupcake i'm like i've been doing this all my life have you seen me lately i've sucked up a lot of a lot of cupcakes yeah. unfortunately different kind of cupcakes kind of regret that actually i hear you but and that's, uh, and that's the whole thing is everybody's like everybody people need to suck it up and start getting reaching their goals you know the whole statistic mm -hmm. with 
eight percent of the people who set a goal for New Year's complete them. Ninety-two percent don't. Mm-hmm. And next year they set the same goal again and again and again and again. <laughs> I used to do that at New Year's. I'd be like, yeah. I'm not going to drink this year, and I'm not going to wake up with a hangover. <laughs> right, and, right, right, right. And then on the third, I'd wake up going. What what country am I in? Right. Um, yeah. You're not so drinking you anymore, but you're not drinking any less either. Right? I'm never going to do this again next right. year. Right. Yeah. I'm going to start off on the right foot, and then weight loss and all that good stuff. So sure. let's uh, let's uh, skip around here. Let's talk about your origin story. Tell us about what shaped you and and how you grew up, and uh, kind of got you to where you were in life. What's well, funny, you know, I hear people talking all the time about you know their victims and poor them, poor me. Uh, my grandfather was a cracker Mm. he was a sharecropper north of uh, sherman texas Mm -hmm. so my father was a sharecropper they went to school they planted the harvest in april and they went to school all summer because they had to harvest the cotton in september and october oh wow and so they didn't own the they didn't own the land they didn't own the shack they lived in they just basically existed Mm. so uh my father joined the service. I think that was the best thing that ever happened to him because he had three squares and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we all come from those kind of basic roots. Uh, my father was a drill instructor, so you'll know my background there. Oh, yeah. 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 You had to and bounce the quarter off your bed. And you got it. My mother, used to hold sc- it right. my mother used to scream at him. The nickname was Mac. She'd go, Mac, they're not recruits. They're little boys. <laughs> they didn't sign up for this voluntarily. Right. right. They didn't take the oath. They're not getting paid. <laughs> right. But uh, so I went, I went out, got out of high school. College was not going to be my thing. So I ended up going into service in the Air Force, Security Forces. And oh, Vietnam. there you go. So I was in Guam, Okinawa, uh, Texas, Vietnam. And for a reward from Vietnam, they sent me to North Dakota. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a, that's a whole new killing fields. Or yes, whatever, yes, yeah. So yeah. uh, you're like, please dump Agent Orange on me. I'm in North Dakota. There's nothing yeah, up there but snow and frostbite. Snow and there's nothing. In fact, it got so, each one of the barracks had to have a little kitchen in it because there were certain days you just were not allowed to leave the building. Oh wow, because it's so cold. So cold. Yeah. yeah. And then you had like those people up there, like Fargo. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. Well, there's a reason there's only three or four hundred thousand people up there. So it's uh, damn it's cold, yeah. man. So you yeah. you go up there, and then uh, where do you find your legs going into business? You started your first business, I think, around 23, you said? 23. I, what happened then is I came back, and I said, well, I'll, I guess I will go to college. Uh, because <laughs> that's what everybody says you're supposed to do when you get the GI Bill. So Yeah, there I you went, go. I went one semester, mm-hmm. and then I met two friends of mine at a coffee shop who said, hey, we're going to start an insurance company and a real estate company. And mm. I said, you're, they were 23 and 25. I said, you can do that? Wow. You know, which is our belief system. Like, we can and we can't do things. Yeah. So they said, yeah, we can and we're going to. So I said, okay. It was like, bye-bye books, hello buildings. Wow. Uh, and you're at the Levin, you're at the Levittown sort of beginning of that whole uh, boom run of real estate. Well, actually, at that point in time, uh, I actually didn't do well in real estate because oh. it was 73, 74. So we were just heading into high interest rates. Oh, that's right. The recession. Yeah. Yeah, in in recession, interest rates. I didn't even know what a recession was. Mm -hmm. And so the rates went from 7 to 8 to 9 to 10 to 11. With the gas prices, too. 12, gas prices and 7, you know, gas prices up. We're, you know, standing in line for gas. And 
so it was an interesting times. Mm. But uh, one of my mentors had said to me one time, he said, Dennis, if you're going to be in business, he said, make sure that whatever you sell, people have to have. Mm. He said, that way you're recession proof. Yeah. And uh, you know, he, was a, he was a really smart guy. So the, so that the insurance business uh, fit that bill. And there I you go. Is, nobody likes insurance, so there's less competition to sell because nobody wants to do it. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a business because the residual effect on it, too. That's why I did it. Yeah. And so, people you know, need you, insurance. They have to have insurance. Yeah. You know, what do they want? You know, our sign up in front of our office says, insurance, you need it, we got it. There you go. You know, I, 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 I can agree with you. My father was in insurance, and, and he liked the residual nature of it. Uh, and, and I look, used to look at him, and I'm like, uh, well, it's either insurance or uh, uh, funeral homes because, you know, everyone right. needs a funeral home. Right. But, but I could no never do that embolism, embalming, whatever, you know, right. they can do, that's not for me. I have a, I have a client who's a, who does that, and it's like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> They're always kind of – They're always kind of – Odd fellers, aren't they? A little she, bit. She is. She's kind of a very like you know, woo. But they're always kind of a little. They're kind of quiet. You know, they yes. kind of serial killer vibe. But they're nice people. So they are nice people. Yeah. I've very lost nice like people. two of the funeral home directors. I'm pretty sure in our audience right now. So there we go. <laughs> so yeah. So for me, it was basically once I learned about the how to you know, even though I had failed in real estate mm-hmm. uh, the first year or two. Uh, ended up starting my own real estate company along with the insurance business. And I was buying buildings, flipping them. Uh, so I did build spec houses. We did all the, you know, the thing is, it just kind of came to me like, hey, if that guy over there did it, why can't I do it? Yeah. And you just start. And that's the first chapter of the new book. It's called Start. Ah, then this is the new book you're working on. The new book. Coming out no, soon. the new one that just came out last yeah. July. So it just, just, just start. You know, even if it's small, yeah. start. And start's a really good principle because, you know, we talked about on the show, uh, you know, I, I've had, I've had like friends are like, Hey, Chris, I want to start a business like yours. Okay, we'll go do it. Uh, well, I'm just waiting for things to be perfect. Right. And, you, and you're yeah. like, eh, dude, it's never going to be perfect. It's a, it's a, it's a mess and it never right. stops being a mess. Exactly. Um, and, uh, and then you'll see him like years later and you're like, Hey, did you start that business? And they're like, uh, I'm waiting for things to be perfect. Right. Right. Well, you're like, dude, a- you just got to start. Here's the book. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. if I can put it right there sure. somewhere. Okay. There you go. But here's the first drawing, and it says, uh, "Becky and Just or Justin and Becky have been waiting to start their business, waiting for the right time." And it's two skeletons, and it's like that's what people do. Yeah, I'm still doing that for my first wedding, my first marriage. Um, <laughs> I think my I think my soulmate is one of those skeletons. Going, Chris is going to call it any time. Right. Um, <laughs> Which is probably never going to happen. It saves on divorce costs. So, you know. It does. That's yeah. that's why I never got married. I right. haven't I haven't saved up enough for the divorce attorneys. There you go. Um, and I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna do a speed run since I'm behind everyone else. Mm-hmm. Everyone my age has <laughs> two to three divorces under me. So yeah. what I'm gonna do is try to try and catch cool, everybody cool, cool, cool. up. Yeah. yeah, just divorce like a one week after time. I'll get married in Vegas. Just like and you then, go to Vegas and get married. Yep. And yep. To I'm just gonna. Time. I'm just gonna like a week later. I'm just gonna be sorry, honey. This isn't working out. Here's a million dollars. Go by. See it, and then yeah. um, I don't know. I'll marry your sister. I don't know what's up with that. Anyway, uh, so give us more of an in-depth overview of what's inside of Suck It Up. Um, it did, when you when you meant it, did you meant it kind of as a good slap to the face, like correct? Suck yeah. it up, cupcake. Yeah, yeah. It's, put uh, your boots it's, on. It's tough love. 
but there you I mean, go. not not harsh love. It's just like oh. hey, you know, it's there. Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. Well, having having grown up uh, with a father as a drill instructor, I know the difference. So. <laughs> My dad uh, used to pull that crap with us with the quarter on the bed. It's oh, like yeah. I went to basic. Yeah, yeah. He threw the court on the bed, and we're like, yeah, but you joined the National Guard. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. The, uh, so you talk in your book, is it kind of a memoir, too, about your journey and, and building your real estate businesses? A, not, a little here and there, just talked about, but it's basically the basics that we all need to do is like, mm -hmm. uh, number one, know yourself. Don't be a square peg in a round hole because uh -huh. too many people try to fit themselves into things they don't, that don't work for them. Yeah, I used to be able to fit into a square hole, but then yeah. I ate, uh, I sucked up too many cupcakes and well, now I, I know that around feeling, You know, we, we all had thirty-two inch waists at one time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I used to weigh one hundred ten pounds. So yeah, suck what? Well, so, I came back from the wars, one fifty-six. So yeah, there you go. And uh, and then we find cupcakes. Yeah, and uh, you know, and other things. Yeah, Jack and Daniels. Other things. Yeah. Jack Daniels. Uh, I, I did the Jack Daniels here, the wild turkey runs. Yeah. So uh, stop waiting and start. Pay attention. Learn to know yourself. You have uh, to do that. Why is that important to, to know yourself? Because I've seen myself, and there's about eight other personalities, too, with me. One mm -hmm. says kill, kill, kill all the time. Judge says I can't use that one anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't really have a choice. It's just to roll the dice more, you know. Uh, but uh, what why is it important to know yourself? Well, you have to know your you have to know your strengths, you know, mm. and what your potential is. Otherwise, you're what just, if you don't have any? You go on. Everybody has it. Everybody, you know. I always say uh, when I talk to people, I will say, love what you do, or do what you love, or love what you do. Mm. So if every you know every job doesn't have the same pay rate because it's not the same skill level, mm -hmm. but they still are important. Mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't clean the bathroom in the restaurant or, or, the, or the bill or the office, it's disgusting and that creates an image. So the job is important. Doesn't have a high skill level, but it's still important. Definitely. Fact, there was just I just read an article. Well, I just didn't just read it. Uh, we talk about accomplishing things. There was a guy named Ronald Reed from Brattleboro, Vermont. He died in 2015. He was a custodian at the mm -hmm. local hospital. And he also was had a little part-time gig at a gas station. Mm -hmm. So when he died uh, in 2015, he left the hospital two and a half million dollars. He left the library a million dollars, and there was still like five million dollars left over. Wow! So this is a guy who was a custodian. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and, it's, and he he just lived within his means and invested his money well, or did he buy Bitcoin? No, no, he lived. No, <laughs> he, fortunately for him, he was already gone when Bitcoin came out. But oh, he lived within okay. his means, uh -huh. and he had a little part-time hustle at the gas station, mm -hmm. and he and he bought good things and he held on to them. Yeah. Didn't, pan didn't panic. Mm -hmm. uh, and just you know, it's all about. You know, it's that whole thing about life's not a hundred-yard dash; it's a marathon, and it's it's so it's very trite, but it's true. It really is. Uh, you know, I, we were talking on the show the other day. I don't know if this, this one's published. There's two, two that we did this week that we, that's put off for a week or two until the book comes out. But, uh, we're, we're talking about my father. My father was, he, he loved life insurance, but then he got into multi-level marketing mm -hmm. and he was constantly joining multi-level marketing companies. And, you know, he's like, I just work, I just got to work hard for three months, Chris, and I'm going to retire. Yeah. I'm like, dad, anything of value, anything, anything right. that you, you do 
takes a lifetime to build or a long time to build. It, right, it, it does right. anything of value, you know, and, and I see that in a lot of the younger generation, like within the G thing, uh, uh, generation Z things, we're just like, they're, they're like, I want to do that. And you're like, well, there's going to be a lot of work and a lot of years. And you're like, no, I want that now. And you're like, uh, right. it's not the way it works. And, right. and, you know, we sometimes I see people call it the overnight success. You know, like, right. Flash all, in the pan, right? Yeah. All people say to me, well, it's, it's, it's great. You're successful, whatever, Chris. And I'm like, do you know any blood, sweat, tears, years, right. failures, uh, uh -huh. trials, tribulations? And that was just last week. Right, right. And I had a friend who started a podcast in 2007. Holy crap. He might have been the original one. I was on talk, Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, Blog Talk Radio. We, right, we but, start out there, too. Yeah, the problem is she quit. <laughs> ah! And in the book, I talk about that. I call it The Valley of Dead Dreams. The you know, Valley of Dead Dreams. We're on, we're, we're on, we're on, the, on the hillside on the side of the valley. You know, we're all pumped up. Everything, we're feeling great. Everything's going to mm -hmm. go great. And then the work starts. Ah, the work. Wait, the work. work. This work. We can't just and have that vision and all comes. To yeah, those, it just comes just right from there. Yeah, just kind of. And the work starts and then it, it drags. And sometimes the work just goes on. And you know how it is. You got to go through of, you know, the valley, man. Lots of work, no money. It's like Nam. You're, you're fighting off the natives and you're swiping through the brush and mud and muck and bugs. And you're trying yeah. to find things, you know. Yeah. And, and then you come uh, across Marlon Brando in Apocalypse right, Now. And you're like, what the hell yeah. is going on with this dude? Yeah. And he's and all saying stuff to you that's so weird. And there's no Michelob <laughs> light or anything at the end of the trail. So Damn it. Ah, really? Hopefully there's so. some Bud Light for people out there. It's a, <laughs> it's a joke. Ten years from now, people aren't going to get that joke. I know. Uh, Blue Ribbon. Uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, yeah, PBR. That was the beer. It was cheap, so that's what they gave up. They yeah. gave and Playboy. You guys got Playboy, too. Playboy, yeah. yeah. So there you yeah. go. Um so yeah, and then and the other thing is too is even once you start being successful, right through the valley, you you got to start climbing the mountain again, right on the other right. side. I always like to say, uh, I stole this from somebody, but for every level, there's another devil. Ah, that sounds like all my marriages. Yeah, Next, well, yeah, yeah. For every level, there's another <laughs> devil, and for every marriage, sometimes there is too. But yeah, you, know. uh, you know, it was probably me. I'm sure. Uh, I well, might have been hey, the devil. Take responsibility, along. right? I do. I yeah, do. It was. Yeah. It was all me, and I've been reminded of that often. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, this is really important. I like the valley uh, analogy. Uh, you know, where people go through it. Geez, I mean, 2007. She would have been like. She would have been like a huge podcast. Yes. And she would have been like the top of the heap. Yeah, she would have been like, uh, she'd been like, uh, uh, who's Chris Voss. Chris Voss or that Rogan guy, Joe Rogan right, or right. whatever his name is. And, right. and uh, who else is big in podcasting? I don't know. There's some other people who are being yeah, in Dave it. Rubin, all those guys. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the and, thing is, and that's the whole thing. She got, she got discouraged. She was in the valley. Things weren't going, you know, as mm -hmm. fast as she wanted to go. And that's the big problem. You know, mm -hmm. It's, it's, you know, the whole saying, uh, uh, overnight success only took 20 years. <laughs> yeah. They right. the overnight success. Yeah. Bit. yeah. And yeah. But it's so true. And if people, you know, get off of that, get off that track and give up, they never, they're never going to be successful. That's true. That's yeah. true. You, you've got to, you got to, I mean, you just, you just do the work, man. You just, right. and like you say, you got to start, it's going to be a mess. 
there's going to be failures. But part of that starting time is working through all that stuff because it's not a perfect sale. And right. anybody who thinks they're going to have a perfect sale, well, if you get one, I've I've been ripped off because I I've never met anybody who has. So you, I've been you, looking for one for a long. You have time, a right. you have a unicorn or star on your side somewhere. Right. right. Uh, you talk about in your book the compound effect. Uh, tell right. us about what that is. Well, that's that's the what we talked about is everything you do compounds and mm. it's, a, it's a slow just like interest. It's a slow process, but mm -hmm. at the end of the time period, it's. The results are amazing, but you have to stay in the game. You have to keep going every day, and you have to keep doing it. I always like to say in the book, uh, count everything because everything counts. There you go. Yeah. You know, I was reading. I was reading in the book, uh, "The Art of Clear Thinking." We were going to have him on mm -hmm. earlier. This mm -hmm. uh, thing we mentioned him, and you you were in the Air Force, so I brought that up. But he was talking about something about how also with the compounding, there's something called uh, I may get this wrong, the Prater effect. But basically, it's kind of where it's kind of like Moore's law or something, where where the compounding effect really starts to capitulate and amplify itself. Right. I, it seems like you'd mentioned the Prater effect. I was trying to remember the term, but uh, uh, where all the work that you've been doing, like you're talking about, in, in in compounding, really starts the landslide, really starts to snowball. Absolutely. And then it really begins to scale on you. And, and half the time, you're just holding on for dear life at that point, going, no, right. what did we do? Um, and so that makes all the difference. And so you talk about how uh, every action moves you forward towards that. Every action. Everything counts. I mean, it's all about the activity. And if people forget about it. If you're going to go to the gym, you got to count reps, right? If you're going mm -hmm. to lose weight, you got to count calories. If you're going to make sales, you got to count sales calls. It's uh -huh. just, if you're going to get married, you got to kiss enough girls, right? Yeah. There yeah. you go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it makes, it, it just, it just something you got to just go do the work i mean do the work go for the long ball if you get rich overnight hey god bless you you know you right. you, you you hit a lottery but you know there were times where i created like what was it four or five successful profitable businesses in a row small businesses right. Right. and i thought i was a god i was just yeah. like smacking balls and then one day we got uh we 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 were involved with the business and and the owner uh, I guess did a bunch of cocaine one day and Ooh. bought himself two Ferraris with everyone's money. And uh, the F FCC came in Ooh. and shut uh, his company down that we were a subcontractor of and uh vessel went out of the door. You know, we started finding out that, you know, I, I just kind of got lucky. And uh, so, you know, not everything is a perfect run. You talk yeah. about the law of association. Let's uh, dig into that a little bit. Well, that's one of the acronyms I like to use is called make sure that you're in the right gang. Ah, and that's your goal. The Bloods or Cribs? Goal, the no, goal achieving nudging group. Ah, there you Dang. go. Okay, because you know, you know, it's your connections who you associate with. Mm -hmm. uh, was it uh, the guy named Charles Tremendous Jones, who was a famous speaker back in the day? He used to say, "Your life will be determined in five years by two things: two things, um, the books you read and the people you associate with." End of story. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't find millionaires, you know, billionaires hanging around with skid row bums, um, unless it's Christmas and they're related to them or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like my family. Reunions. Yeah. No, I'm, I have a nice family. I'm being there you go. Yeah, there you go. We all have the one or two in the black sheep. In oh, family. we got one or two of those. In fact, I think yeah. I am the black sheep. I think that's uh -oh. the way it's uh, worked so out. You're dressed in black, so you're all set. Well, you know, that's uh, it's slimming. Um, 
but you know you bring up a good point a lot of people discuss this you are the the five people you surround yourself sum, with i think is the math right yeah. yeah yeah which i'm surrounded by dogs which me which uh, they're huskies so that explains why i'm covered in fur probably well, you don't have a girlfriend probably either so um yeah and i i mean i can't afford one and most women hate dogs so no yeah. they don't that's not like, appropriate. They, do, they like they like the animals they like the animals more than me is yeah. the problem yeah. that's what that's, it is uh they're like you guys are cute he's smelly and old and i'm right. just like well i mean she has a point <clears throat> so uh you know having and plus who you know and have who you have around you affects your mindset absolutely affects what you think about what you <clears throat> talk about you know absolutely. i used to have this business partner and and he like he liked his family a lot he was a bit of a redneck and i was a white collar dude but he was a, he was a good business partner <clears throat> friend for mm -hmm. uh 20 years but he loved to go back to his his uh redneck family's uh farms mm -hmm. on weekends and he and he would always be hey chris go with me and we used to go with him and they would sit around and you know they'd always have like some really weird anti-government things you know illuminati you know the right, government's right. doing <laughs> this sort of thing and they're they're trying to take away uh, change the word you know that sort of whatever yeah. they're just drinking beers and you go down yeah. there and like literally you could record one weekend of stupid conversations about the government and and i don't know whoever else is you know trying to do whatever the un's trying to do this yeah. and uh you could record that whole weekend and then you could play it for the next 50 fucking weekends and it would be the same thing that they would talk about every oh, time yeah. yeah and after a while i said to me i said man i love you as a friend but i'm going mental because i look at visit your family <laughs> yeah i just <laughs> I mean, I know you love them, but they're your family, not mine. Right. And right. so I had to stop going. But I mean, you, 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 and it affected his mindset over the years. It sure really does. did. Well, that's um, part of who affects your mind, your peers, your oh, family, yeah. you know, besides the media and everything else. It's, it's, and, and figuring out how they affect your mindset's crucial. Yeah. Because if, if you don't, then you make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how, how about if I give people the big secret right now? Sure. Let's do it. So, one of um, one of the chapters is about mastermind groups, and the new book is about mastermind groups, which are coming huh? out next year. Mm -hmm. But years ago, I before I wrote my first book, I decided I was going to write a book, and I was going to do some speaking and training and things like that. And I ran into this woman who was a professional speaker and trainer, mm -hmm. and she wanted to start a mastermind group. Mm -hmm. So we said, we'll have coffee, we'll, we'll start a group, and that'll help both of us and the people in the group move forward. Well, mm -hmm. come go, make a long story short, you know that that affiliation lasted for about seven years. Oh wow! Um, yes, uh, many people had said, "I want to be part of your group." There's only ended up being two of us would say, "I want to be part of your group." They come, they wouldn't come back. They come once or twice, and oh, I'm too busy. Well, like, yeah, we're not busy, but you are, <laughs> and. Um, so for seven years, I've got my first book done and a lot of other projects done for both of us. Uh -huh. So what we did is at we would meet once a month. We'd sit down and say, here's my goals. Here's your goals. We had copies of each other's goals. Then we wrote a check for $500 post-dated 30 days to the other person. Uh -huh. And if you didn't do your goals, <laughs> they, got to, they got to have the 500 bucks. Uh oh, And it works. There you go. So accountability then, accountability, accountability group sort of number, thing. Yeah, probably number one. And uh, you know, recently I've been screwing around. Was going to buy a van for my business, uh -huh. uh, to for advertising purposes. 
And I've been looking for two years. I mean, come on. So finally, I said to Justin, one of my staff, I said, if I don't get a van within the next 10 days, I'm giving you $1,000. Wow. I had a van within the next three days. Because <laughs> you know, he would have held me to it. I don't blame him. And I said, oh, yeah. sorry, Justin, you know, you can pick out the mag wheels, but I got, I, you're not getting 1000 bucks. Oh, man. Poor Justin. Wow. So, I mean, if you really want to do something, you got to build that accountability in. You do. You know, accountability was, I, I was supposed to write my book for 10 years, and I finally, uh, uh, me and my little friends uh, joined a little accountability group, and yeah. we were like, we're going to write every day for an hour a day, and uh, I, I owe them a lot because uh, they kept my feet to the fire, kept me inspired, and we'd have little meetings, and be like, how you doing on your book? And we'd read right. it to each other and share notes, and I was really good at, at keeping my feet to the fire, and then... Um, it, it kind of, you know, it, for a while there, I was just kind of, you know, going through the motions. Okay, let's do an hour. And, and then it just caught fire in me where I was just like, oh, wow, I really like what I'm writing about. This is really taking off. You know, here it's finally right. clicking. I'm getting it. And then, you know, one hour went from one hour to three hours, to 18 hours to, you know, where I be, became Jack Nicholson, Nicholson in The Shining going, oh, we're no play makes Jack a dull boy. And they're like, you should yeah. probably back off a little bit. Right. <laughs> um and then came the editing part. Still scarred from that. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is something that's really important where people uh, can form mastermind groups. So you you teach people Absolutely. how to do it. You recommend people well, do these mastermind groups. Absolutely, I have. A, they can get. That's actually a, a mastermind group outline on my website. If they go, it's a free document they can get that gives you mm -hmm. ten steps to starting a mastermind group. That's mm -hmm. at dennisbacurdy dot com. Yeah. Um, and so. You know, accountability, you know, when you're young, you have your, your mom and dad to kick you in the butt. You have your coaches and your teachers, and maybe you have a good boss later on. Mm -hmm. If you Once you lose that, especially if you're self-employed, if you're on your own or you're a salesperson or you're self-employed or an entrepreneur, there's nobody around to kick you in the butt. <laughs> and so, you, you, you know, we need that no yeah. matter who it is. The other thing is I think you need to – one of the acronyms I, I did – remember the old one? Kisses, keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. Yeah. Well, I change that. I call it kisses. Keep it simple, sustainable, easy, and supported. I like that. And the supported is your mastermind group, your coach, your goal buddy, your mentor. Whoever's going to kick you in the ass mm -hmm. is going to say, suck it up, cupcake. Let's go. Yeah. Accountability is everything. It made all the difference for me. I probably need it back again. I need to write more and do more stuff. I mean, it was so. It was so uh, good for me to, right. to have a well, competition and have other people. Absolutely. You know, so if you give me a $1,000 check, I'll hold it for you. And then, oh, you know, okay. Well, that's, yeah. there you go. We didn't really have a deal. We had like a, we had some sort of thing at the end where, I don't know, somebody have to buy somebody dinner or something or right. something like that. I don't know. So whatever works. Yeah. Whatever works. Whatever I mean, at first works. it was just kind of fun and we were, you know, using it to keep it inspired. Cause you know, when you first start writing, it's kind of lonely. You're just kind of right. like, right. Well, this, uh, I don't know what's going on with this. And, you know, we could run stuff by each other and things. Um, master the power of deliberate practice. Let's touch on that a little bit here. That was uh, deliberate practice was comes from the research. There's a book called Peak, and it comes from the research, and the name will come to me in a second. Uh, Erickson. K. Anders Erickson, Peak Performance. Correct. Yeah. And uh, he talks about the fact that most people – and this is really important, that most people aren't savants or, you know, uh, 
proteges or whatever. It's all about practice. He talks in one of the things he talks about in there was um, Mozart. He said, well, people thought, well, 12, 14, Mozart was this genius. But the reality is his father was a music teacher. His sister was into music. And so by the time he was three, he was already doing music. Mm-hmm. So by the time he was 12, he had 10 years of music at a, at a time of your life where your uh, your brain is absolutely the, the most malleable. And so it just... Yeah, he just sucked all that, you know, sucked all that in. They say if you want to teach a kid three languages, you teach them while they're young. Yeah. So that's when we're most likely to learn things. And so that's what deliberate practice is about. It's about that. But it's also about, uh, he talked in the book about making those small, small tweaks. So like if you're a swimmer, you know, and you're you're counting your strokes, but you have to move your hand like this much difference, that can change the whole game. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's and you practice just that, or if you're a speaker mm-hmm. or whatever, you just practice just those sections, and you be get coached. And it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but if you really want to get to that level, that's the way you do it. The good news is we can all, without having to do crazy stuff, we can improve tremendously just with a little bit of coached good practice. There you go. And sometimes it's those small tweaks that make all the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes Absolutely. it's, you know, just the difference of, I, I was, I was reading something that, uh, if you take your speed to a certain level, if you're driving a vehicle, you mm-hmm. take your speed to a certain level, it's, it's, it'll, it's, it's a, it's a, you're going to get a better result than if you go faster. Correct. And, uh, uh, there's kind of a you you kind of lose the value of the momentum or something. It's beyond my pay grade, clearly. So right. this has been pretty insightful, man, Dennis. Uh, I'm really excited to see your next book come out. Uh, anything more you want to tease out on the book before we go? Uh, how about read it? Buy and read it. Buy and read it. Darn it! There's Where a promotion out right now, so it's on sale right now for a promotion. So it's great to go out and go to Amazon and get it. it um, it, you know, if I can say anything, I just say. Think of, think of what you want to do. Understand the valley of dead dreams that you're going to have your highs and lows and your, your peaks and valleys, and you have to just keep going. It was a um, famous quote. It was a famous quote by Calvin Coolidge about persistence. And I remember 25 or 30 years ago exactly where I was standing in my office when I read that. And it talked about nothing matters except persistence. Mm. And I said to myself, you know what? I may not be the smartest guy in the world, but I can persist. Mm-hmm. And that's really probably the number one. Look at, look at you, how long you've been going. Yeah, I just yeah. keep persisting at it. Per- keep persisting. Someday we'll get good at this. Right. <laughs> a little bit of practice. There's <laughs> uh, a lot of practice. No. Yes, yes. The uh, You know, I mean, there is. I mean, I, I go listen to the shows that we do uh, one or two years ago, and I'm just like, seriously? What the hell yeah. is going on there? Um, and we, we try and get better and better. We try and get our guest right. coach to be better and better. We just put out like a new rider that seems to be kicking uh, and, and getting everybody. Oh, okay. We got to show up on, on the thing. Um, and so, yeah, you're just always tweaking and trying to make it better. And I love the brilliant guests that come on the show right. and uh, I, I, the education that I get, you know, we learn so many cool things, especially about history and how to just be better people. And there's, there's so many different variations on it, life. And, Absolutely. And our audience is amazing because they just, I mean, they're so brilliant right now. They're like those giant aliens with the big heads at this point. <laughs> yes. I keep, mine's mostly in the back so people don't see it unless I turn my head. Well, well okay. So there you go. Yeah. I that's the secret. 
Yeah. <laughs> it gets lost in the green screen. I paint the back of my head green, so I don't have that whole. Oh, that's there's good. whole there's whole alien head back thing here going. <laughs> And it's my lizard skin, too. Um, so order it up, folks, wherever fine books are sold. Suck it up, Cupcake. Stop screwing yourself and get the life you want. Available July 26, 2022. Uh, and wherever fine books are sold. Thank you very much, Dennis, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. My pleasure. There you go. And thanks, guys, for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time you can send me that check for a thousand bucks and i'll hold you accountable too oh that's right okay yeah, yeah. uh it might be it might bounce so it's, it's in the mail a, right might be a little it's in the mail checks out all right thank you very much folks for tuning in we'll see you next time <laughs>